episode 221 of Global from Asia. We are still in Vietnam this week. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Today's podcast is brought to you by Aurelia Pay. I use them personally for sending money to my Chinese suppliers from Hong Kong. It's a cross-border payment solution between China, Hong Kong, and Southeast Asia. So when I need to make a payment to a Chinese supplier, I just hop online to place the remittance, pay to the Aurelia Pay's Hong Kong-based bank account, and Aurelia Pay will settle RMB within the same business day. So check them out online at www.aureliapay.com, A-U-R-E-L-I-A-P-A-Y.com, or check them out linked in our show notes. All right. Yeah, we're in Vietnam again. This one's more deep into it. We are talking about some manufacturing and differences in buying from China, from Vietnam. It's pretty fascinating. And it's also our supplier for our Para Living Inc. Amazon business that we're doing in the e-commerce Gladiator series. If you are enjoying and tuning into that series on the same feed here. And before I jump into it, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Usually I'm not as excited. I'm excited. It's my birthday yesterday as far as this uh, podcast schedule, April 2nd, 37 years old, 1981. I'm a chicken. You're the chicken. And, uh, my wife's always so good to me. We had a cake. We had a secret round table. We're trying these smaller, more intimate, private, uh, events here for, uh, High level people, about ten people. We were talking about some secret stuff. Actually, some stuff that might not last stay in China. How about that? I don't know. Getting getting crazy over here, experimenting with stuff. But that's what life's all about. So in this week's show, we are talking with Danny from Aqua Grow Greens, a supplier of our Amazon business. The product is already live on Amazon and. Uh, Roland and Kadrian and team are doing great negotiating and making that happen. And I'm here doing what I love. I was in Vietnam and I got to meet with Danny a couple of times and we sat down. This is also a video interview. I'm trying to leverage the content we create here at Global From Asia, making video and audio versions. So this is the audio version. There was some references to pictures. So I will link to the video and also link to the Amazon listing so you can see that more closely. Also, he's not able to make it a cross-border summit, unfortunately. Of course, I'm heavily promoting that as it's coming up, but he's interested in a matchmaker in October coming out to China. He's been here a few times. Danny's been over, you know, he's uh, eight years now in Vietnam. He's an entrepreneur, business owner, and also, thank you, Frederick, who's on last week's show from China Importal. He's the one that made this connection. He's a regular listener of this show and listening, hopefully, to this intro right now. So thank you, Frederick, for the intro, making the deal happen, and coming on last week's show and sharing. But without more talk, let's get into the juicy stuff and uh, interview with Danny, talking about Vietnamese versus China manufacturing. Enjoy. <laughs> Okay, greetings from Saigon, Vietnam. Thank you for tuning in to our Global From Asia 
video podcast as well as audio. We are here in a startup office with my new friend and, and uh, supplier and partner, Dan- Denrick Simmons. Thanks for being here, Denrick. Thank also you. known as Danny. So thanks for inviting me over today. Absolutely. You're it's, more than welcome. It's been great. We're here in your office. We're going to show some of your products and ex- talk about some of the stories. I know a lot of listeners have been always curious about the Vietnam manufacturing and uh, and tech and hardware. So I'm excited for today's show. Okay. So a little bit about your background. Uh, we talked before, you've been here about eight years. And we're originally you're from the Caribbean. Yep. So maybe you can give us a little, little intro. Okay. Um, I was born on Curacao. That's a, that's a Dutch island in the Caribbean. Um, then uh, studied there. I was doing... Um, I was very good in chemistry, physics, and mathematics. Um, the first thing that I wanted to become was a, um, a, a detective, actually. I always wanted to. But there were some, um, um, unfortunately, uh, at that moment, a little bit, some, some health was just one point below, below what was accepted. Oh. So I couldn't get in. But actually, the school accepted me, except for that for that uh, health uh, issue at that point. I'm, I, it's all good now. Um, um, but then I, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So I went to the deacon and I basically asked, so what can I go study and, uh, and earn the most money? And then I remember he saying, uh, in your case, you can basically go study anything. Cool. So I did uh, uh, chemistry technology in Rotterdam. Um, but very soon I realized I actually wanted to be in business. I didn't see myself working in, uh, in the oil and, and stuff like that for, for the rest of my life. Uh, so that's where my passion for, for business started. And then how did you get to Vietnam? So um, I, I had a friend, she was uh, Vietnamese, I was pretty close. Then in that time, everyone, I'm talking 2005, 2006, and everyone was talking, Asia is booming. Exactly. Asia is same, booming. Same Asia is booming. Me, yeah. And I couldn't understand what that means. But except for one thing, if Asia is booming, I need to be in Asia. Yeah, we're on the same page. So then I started doing my research, and I also um, speaking to my friend who, who was Vietnamese, who is Vietnamese, and the the numbers out of Vietnam were pretty pretty awesome. It's like. 6.9 growth, 7.3 growth. I'm thinking, you know, maybe Vietnam is not there yet, but they are. They can probably be there 10 to 20 years from now. So my vision told me, make sure you're in Vietnam before that happens. Nice. Yeah, we're we're similar time. I mean, I, I came in China at the end of 07, so... I was also tempted to go to Vietnam more by saying that was really the next China and it's been growing and and uh, so it's, it's awesome you've been here this many years it must I mean I, I was just here like last year and there's already been so much progress so it must have been a huge growth since you've been here for the eight years yeah absolutely very fast mm-hmm so so today we have your products here on the uh, for those watching with the uh, Aqua Grow Greens is the brand is your is your product. So con- congratulations! Uh, it's exciting. We're we're uh, we're working together on the FBA business together yeah. to to get this to the market, and I know our team's excited too. Um, 
it's a really great design. I think that's what really stands out. Of course, the the, the use case too. But I think, in I would think before we talk about product design in Vietnam, I think there's a lot of talent here. I, I think we met one of your friends, another designer, the other day. Do you want to share with people about some of the design talent or uh, experiences you've you've seen here? Yeah, I think I think Vietnam is a country that. Um, It's all about learning. People really make an extra effort to get the chance to learn more. Mm. And I think that's one of the driving forces of, of the design capabilities in Vietnam. Cool. That, that's, that's, that's for sure. Um, you know, and they, are, uh, they understand the importance of export. They understand the importance of... Uh, having a product mm -hmm. and that design is the very beginning of that of course there's design and then there's manufacturing which of course complement each other but are are different so the manufacturing scene is something i have at least on global information we haven't talked about too much and i know there's there's people there's people that follow us that want more content and ideas about the manufacturing scene and i'd love for you to share also what you've noticed with manufacturing here okay I think um, I think I've been a little bit lucky uh, so far uh, studying chemistry technology. Um, so basically, that that was the engineering uh, part of factories that that produces or operates in in the chemistry. So and what I wanted to work when I started study it was. Um, basically in the oil business. So refineries, uh, big factories. So um, I do come with a certain understanding of engineering and design and production and you know how a mold, how it works, what's important, why this can and why that can't. So combining that with my, uh, I, did, I did my BBA in, in Rotterdam. Okay. So I, I'm able to combine my engineering background with my passion for business. And that's how I think I was lucky enough to um, come up with an idea and get together a team of good people, design a good product, and push that through all the way to manufacturing. Very good. So maybe we can even use this as an example. I can pick it up? Yeah. So this is day zero or day one? This this is the second day. Day two. So uh, we'll do some cut. Well, I'll, I'll put some video overlay, hopefully, if you're watching this, but because I don't want to tip it over. So this is um, the first product you, you've designed and manufactured, right? Yeah. So do you want to share a little bit about, about this? Sure. Um, so uh, I've, I've been in the lawn and gardening business for... Uh, seven and a half years now. And this is called Aquaphonics, right? This is actually... I, 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 I took the Dutch, my Dutch knowledge of hydroponics. Okay. And with um, my travelings in Japan, okay. I, I, I got the idea and the design. And I, I combined those two together to design a product that is still based on hydroponics, but it's not complicated at all. Mm. I mean, anyone can use this product, even... A three, four-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, so the seeds, the seeds will lie inside of the tray that has uh, a design factor to it at the bottom that allows it to to 
uh, you know, to grow, the roots to go through. And so here you can see that some roots are already starting to come through. Wow. And that's nature. That's nature. That's pure nature. It's not us doing anything, anything great. Amazing. And then we have a couple more demos here or, you know, different days. So this one you said was day... I think this is day second, second or third day. Okay. So yeah. for, for those listening, you can't see it. We'll put pictures on the notes, but uh, they're starting to sprout more now. So and it's purely just... A, in the water and it's growing roots so i'm sure this i can see roots already underneath yeah um can i pull it up yeah yeah so there's there's deeper roots that are going into the water to actually grow these sprouts and then their third demo here or third uh third third scenario this would be how many third third or fourth day third or fourth day So it's grown quite quite a lot, and you can see the roots are going very deep into the water, and uh, it's sprouting up. So it's uh, it's great. So so um, I like it actually. I didn't know that story. So you took the Dutch, the Dutch. What what's the story again? The Dutch. Yeah, uh, because I, I I went to Holland quite a few times to yeah. learn about um, uh, hydroponics. Sure. Um, working in that in that industry, but actually the idea. Uh, came to me when I was traveling in Japan. So I combined those two together somehow to, to, you know, to decide that it's time for me to start a company. It's great. And then you back, to, you know, back to the pra- the business part with the manufacturing. We, you, we were having a chat before today's show and you, a lot of people think Vietnam is cheaper than China for manufacturing. And they think, uh, the, the labor is lower and the cost of living or but you're saying that there's different factors yeah absolutely um i i i i think if i need to produce a, a very big quantity of this product in china you know it, it might be it might be cheaper my issue with trying to work with china was that i had very little control on the mm. on the raw material and very little control on the ownership of of the mold. It's true. Um, so if you look, if you take into consideration all of those factors, um, Vietnam is is such a great country to manufacture. It does help that I'm actually here. Exactly. So um, for me, that was important. Then, depending on what you're making. Uh, China has a lot of raw materials themselves, or they produce the raw material themselves. And for, for, for that reason, um, they, can, they can basically start manufacturing with a very low raw, raw material cost. But for Vietnam, they still import quite a lot of raw materials. Mm-hmm. So unless you're shipping, unless you're ordering 20 containers in one go of a certain uh, raw material, let's say plastic, you know, it's going to cost you quite a lot to get an LCL shipment from China to Vietnam. So you start already on a higher manufacturing cost. So so th- that's very important. But if you're using, for example, um, raw materials such as uh, coconut core, 
that that can be cheap because Vietnam has a lot of coconuts, mm. right? Yep. So depending on what you're producing, you might actually be better off in Vietnam. Interesting. So yeah, I mean that was some kind of groundbreaking to me because actually there's other we call them digital nomads, mm-hmm. you know, or these internet business owners that live here in Saigon or in Vietnam. It's becoming a bigger and bigger hub for these. I think even listeners are, are more and more living here. So we, uh, I've noticed most of them are still buying from China, even though they live in Vietnam. And they say it's still, um, they give me a couple of reasons. So, of course, one, I think it's easier to mold. Of course, if it's an existing product, their molds already exist. And right. They're probably already in China. So that's an obvious one. And they don't want to open a mold like you've done. And then the second is, it was interesting one. He was... Uh, well, he's an Asian des- descent person. Um, I won't say who he is, but he says that the, in China they don't care he's younger because he's a pretty young businessman. Uh-huh. But he says in Vietnam, the factory owners didn't take him seriously because he was young or looked young, even though he's a experienced uh, business owner with a lot of potential. You know, he's selling a lot of product. Mm. So I don't know if you would agree with that you think that the- unfortunately i kind of i kind of agree with him unfortunately yes um uh, i mean I, it, I i don't blame vietnam because it's a new economy mm. right so um maybe having a long-term vision um is is not so important yet in vietnam you know in vietnam it's all about now it's mm. all about money now mm. and then the, the idea of working with a startup, co-investing in them, making sure they can get successful, um, work on a low market entry start strategy with them, because if they are successful, um, most of them will remain loyal to that, to that factory. So if you don't have that, which China does, uh, because they have been the world factory for so many years already, um, if Vietnam can learn a little bit more that, you know, it's not always about money now. Sometimes you need to think that your money now can stop, but you didn't invest in your money later opportunities. So I do, unfortunately, agree with him a little bit. I Yeah, I mean, but that's even true in China about short term. There's still a lot of this short term money now. But he was saying he's... He's in his twenty. He says purely thinks because they looked at him and they don't even just by his his look of young. Yeah, they didn't take him serious. And yeah, because they think. I mean, how how you know hmm. how can you how can we know you're gonna be? Oh, I see. Buying a lot and I see and for a long term. So I see they won't take they. You know, it's it's a little bit of a discrimination. Hmm. Yeah. And exactly. then yes. I think you know all this. It's a it's a negative, but it's also maybe an opportunity or it's a development, uh, a room for growth or to change. Um, a little bit. Of, you mentioned about logistics. I think that's also a little bit more expensive in Vietnam. No, 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 no. I think I think I think. Well, to be honest, I cannot compare um, precisely with China um, because I haven't I haven't really. Uh, being responsible for shipping anything out of China myself to to say for sure. But what I do know is that Vietnam has one of the shortest 
um, shipping lines between uh, between Asia and, for example, Long Beach in okay. U.S., which is one of the hot spots in, yeah. in, in shipping for uh, you know for into the United States market. And if you think about shipping to Europe, again, Vietnam is so much closer to, for example, the the, the Swiss Canal. Mm. To go to, to travel to that and go into Rotterdam, for example. Right. So, logistic cost from Vietnam is very competitive in the market. Very, very competitive. It can it can change the price f- to a couple of dollars at retail level. Well, by shipping out of Vietnam. Okay, interesting. And so, what do you think? We're what do you think are the main advantages in Vietnam then? I mean, I think that seems like an advantage I didn't didn't even expect. The logistics. Um, can we list out? Or I know we've kind of been talking about it in the interview, but... Yeah, I, th- I think another um, advantage of Vietnam still, and I hope they don't mismanage it, <laughs> um, and of course, everyone wants to earn more. I do understand, but it's also important to understand that a, a, a low labor cost makes a difference in allowing a community to actually thrive together. Um, so, uh, so far, the labor costs in Vietnam are still, um, you know, very, very good. Um, uh, it's it's I'm not against people earning more money. I do think everyone should earn more money. Yes. But if if uh if food and and rent and electricity and all those things if they if they don't go up in a crazy manner and if there's not a high inflation, you know, labor cost is act a low labor cost is actually really good for Vietnam. It's totally true. Uh, yeah. Well, nobody likes high cost of living, especially if it's going to rent or to, uh, you know, basic commodity type things. So hopefully, you know, I, I know in the Philippines, electricity is crazy expensive. Yeah. And yeah. It's like a massive cost. We've ha- I've had some businesses with offices there and, and the costs are crazy for air conditioning and things like that. So hopefully, yeah, I agree. Hopefully it can stay reasonable for the, right. for the economy. Know, Vietnam exports crazy amount of cashew, good amount of rice, pepper. All those things are commodities. So if you, if if labor costs go high, it also means that you know your your rice price or your cashew price is gonna be as high as any other country that's exporting the same commodity. And then what what happens? You you lose the the advantage. Right, I, that's a very, very good um, reason for FDIs to come and look into Vietnam. Okay. You, you can really get things done here. Sure. So, just for those that aren't familiar, FDI is foreign direct investment. Yeah. Right. So, people to invest in Vietnam and set up a company here, offices, uh, buying product. Yeah. So, I should have asked earlier, but it's coming to my mind. You said bam bamboo material or what, what would be some some good ma- products materials that would be really a good using it vietnam labor not labor uh, raw materials raw sure. materials right so a, a lot of natural materials like uh um of course bamboo um rattan i think 
Vietnam has a big uh, a big supply of, of those types of, uh, of raw material. But Vietnam is also doing a very good job in, for example, textile. So there's quite a quite a big uh, supply of, uh, of of that raw material in, okay. in Vietnam. Okay. Um, so um, and I might need a couple of minutes to think sure, sure. about a few more. But um, don't, don't count Vietnam out for high technology. You know, uh, chips, um, processors. Um, you know, if you count those as okay, it's not a raw material, but um, it's 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 a big part in allowing, for example, big companies to make mobile phones. Or, or laptops. Uh, so if you're looking for my, for products that you're combining electronic with, let's say, plastic, rubber, some silicon, or, or anything else, Vietnam is is a great place for for those type of manufacturing as well. No joke. Okay. Great. Thanks for these insights. Um, and. Maybe a little. We're getting towards the end. I kind of covered a lot of my major topics. So, what's uh, what's your future future plans for for your for your business? For uh... yeah, so um, we are working on a second product uh, at the moment. Um, uh, Aqua Grow Greens, and um, our brand is mainly uh, Vita Hero. Mm-hmm. Um, it stands for vitamin, vitamin and hero. hero. Vita so hero. Vita yeah. Hero, but you write H I. R O, okay. Instead of H E R O, got so it. Kind of Vita Hero, but it's Vita Hero. <laughs> Is that Japanese Hero? It's yeah. Uh, yeah I, I kind of wanted that I feel uh, like that feeling. Japanese, yeah, yeah, because I got the idea when I was in Japan, so I kind of wanted to stay a little bit true to um, you know where I come from, not personally, but the company, the idea for the company. Um, the second product is. Um, it's also a tool that allows anyone to grow their own. Um, that's the coffee machine. Yeah. <laughs> Vietnam is really famous for coffee, so it's local coffee made. Great coffee here. <laughs> Come and buy coffee from Vietnam. Yeah, that's another big one. Is cold coffee is it's even more popular than hot coffee? I feel the yeah. iced coffee. Cafe Shirada. Okay, I think it's done. So, um, our second product is going to is the same tool that allows people to grow their own microgreens, but it's gonna have an elevated look to it. This is already a nice design. Um, you know, it's a little bit fashionable. Mm-hmm. Um, we a lot of thought went into this design to allow people to to single handed operate the product while changing the water and uh, to allow you to, to cut um, as much green as possible and, and as little waste. Um, the second product will use glass and stainless steel, which is a little bit more elevated, more fancy, very fancy and classy look. But now already we started working on what I call a, uh, a living painting. It's a product that it's gonna be, you know, maybe as big as four, six cartons, and it's fully automated. 
So there, you just add water and you add some some nutrients to the water, okay. and then you turn it on, and it's gonna do all the the water movement and everything that you need, so that you can you will hydroponically grow your own vegetables and herbs on the wall. Ah, I see. So you, nice. basically, you just hang it in your kitchen because it will come with an LED light, a very very high tech LED light that you know there will be some typer and um, timer and it's gonna be linked to an application on your phone so let's say you travel for business so you can decide through your app when you want to turn off the light oh. when you want to turn on the light or you can put a timer let's say eight hour light and the rest the light is off for, for when you're traveling so that's what we started working on right now exciting times yeah i mean i think it's of course, we're excited. You know, our uh, our our startup, uh, Par Living, with the Amazon, Roland and Kedrian and Mayer. Also, I don't think you've talked to everyone, but we're all very excited to see this and um, getting it to the market. So, thanks. I'm so happy we got to do this while I was in town and meet and and see everything. And and uh, I think that's about it. Do you have anything else you'd like to to share with with the listeners? Well, oh, here we go. You can you can take one. Take take a long one, and then, well, like, yeah, it's okay. Just eat just the, eat the top. Just the top. Okay. It's a little bit young, but I don't I don't think you, I don't think you will you will hate the taste. I think it's gonna be pretty okay. Cool. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's strong. You're very it's strong. Very st- yeah, strong taste. So yeah, just for those watching, we're eating the actual uh, sprout, one of the sprouts that's been grown. So it's good. Make some salad. Maybe <laughs> exactly. My, my lunch today. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, Danny, thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. Cheers. Thank you so much, Danny. I hope you guys all enjoyed. Again, we were sometimes referencing it, looking at this and talking about the product a little bit because this was done on video. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't... Dan Andrews at Tropical Columbia's. I had learned a lot from him, and he said, uh, you know, audio is, you can get deeper and you're not as self conscious because the camera's on you. And it's, I kind of believe that. I hope this sounded the same because when there's a camera looking at you, you worried about your makeup and uh, do I look fat or not? Whereas if you're just doing audio, I could be in my pajamas, which I'm about to get in my pajamas. I'm not recording this outro in my pajamas but how do you know that you're not watching me you're just listening to me so i actually do enjoy the audio more but my wife is saying chinese people like video and you know and everybody talking about youtube and all this stuff so we're trying to leverage where we can you know frederick last week was audio only at the hive co-working space but this time we were video and audio also, we do transcriptions. Raya is listening to this, transcribing this podcast. Thank you, Raya. I really appreciate you and everyone else on our team. And I will shout out again, Cross Border Summit 2018. Although when this show goes live, prices will have just gone up into the April, early April pricing. We have to do it because, you know, you guys are always saying, oh, I'm going to come uh, come later and you just don't book your tickets until the day before. So unfortunately, all this marketing stuff I learned has to push the price up. But the sooner somebody gets in, the more they should be rewarded, right? So 
I do hope to catch you guys there. There's amazing people. It's really getting more and more amazing. We have people from all around the world. I mean, seriously, seriously, like Africa, South America, and Mexico, you know, of course, America, Europe, you know, Philippines, all over a Southeast Asia, of course, inside China, some amazing people coming. And this, uh, like Danny McMillan was saying, he's giving me some tips on marketing. He's a pro. He's like, you guys talk about rubbing shoulders, you know, of course, you can be listening to this podcast and driving a car and maybe you're in your pajamas too, or laying in bed or riding a bike, or I know some listeners I've talked to are walking the dog. But, you know, these events, you'll learn too, but you'll also network like crazy. And we're trying our best to make more and more deals and more and more opportunities and more and more things for you guys to get involved with. But I will leave it at that. I am getting less and less shy to ask for help, but even online pass would be appreciated or sending this to your friends on social media, giving us some links always helps too. That's all I got. I'm going to go finish some birthday cake. Maybe there's enough of it for a couple of days. Cheers, guys. Enjoy. Episode 221. Over and out. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.